0: Hey, how are you going? Thank you for tuning in to this Body and Soul podcast called Healthy-ish with me, Felicity Harley. Are you one of these people that always seems to say sorry at work, even when you're not really sorry? It's just the default word. Like, I'm really sorry for not returning your email that you sent two weeks ago. Ah, oh, Guilty. I am. Well, Tia Angelos is the founder and CEO of Smart Women's Society and author of Smart Moves. And she joins me via Zoom today to share some handy tips on navigating common and tricky work situations, including always defaulting to that damn word of sorry. Anyway, if you do want more from Tia, she is up on Extra Healthy-ish, where we talk about the intricate balance between well-being and work. Tia, nice to have you on the podcast today. Thank
1: you so much for having me. I'm really excited.
0: Now, you are going to help us all navigate some of those tricky work situations. Now, the number one thing that no doubt comes up with a lot of people listening to this podcast is how do you actually say no and leave the guild aside? How do we how do we do this?
1: And I think learning to say no is one of the most important skills that you can practice and you can use in your career. Maybe you've been asked to do something that you're not the most equipped to do, maybe you're over capacity, maybe you've been asked to do something while you're going to be on leave. So, learning how to say no and removing that guilt around it is really really key. Um so my t- tips for that one is be polite. You don't need to overexplain yourself. You can simply say I'll be on leave that day. I can't assist you. Or I'm over capacity right now. Do you want me to reprioritize my work? Being really confident in your response and firm if you have any pushback is really key. And knowing that you're setting a boundary around your work to protect your time and energy. So reframing it as that will help you remove the guilt around saying no.
0: It's hard, isn't it? Especially in a a situation where, well, it's to your boss. Rather than perhaps your co-workers, because sometimes it's easier saying no to a co-worker. Oh, sorry, I can't do it right now. You know, you can make a bit of a joke about it. But when it's your boss, it's a whole different level.
1: Absolutely, and that's why, as I was saying before, when your boss asks you to do something, and maybe your plate's already full, the best way that I suggest responding is saying, "I I am at capacity right, right now. Would you like me to reprioritize what I'm currently working on to prioritize this task instead?" So saying to your boss that you do have a full plate, but you're saying that if I can reprioritize my task, I can do it. So I, can still I think do that it, shows to yeah. your boss that you are quite open to doing the task. You're not just saying, no, I don't have time for you. Um, and looking at it in terms of priority is a great way to get around that.
0: I know, because a lot of us, well, included, would think, oh, but they're going to, you know, they're going to think that I'm incapable, that I can't manage, that I'm not doing my job. You know, there's these, all these stories we tell ourselves, which probably aren't true. So, (laughs) reframing it is a great idea. Now, the other thing a lot of us do, especially women, I, I, you know, we'll say women do this, is to stop apologizing. I mean, a lot of us say, oh, sorry, oh, sorry, I'm sorry. How do we, how do we get better control of this?
1: It is such an overused word. And I think for a lot of people and women, especially, we tend to default to saying, I'm sorry, even when we haven't done something wrong or it doesn't warrant an apology. So my first step would be shifting your language. So instead of always saying, oh, I'm sorry, or I apologize, change your language to phrases such as, Thank you for your patience or great pickup. I'll make that change now to the report. So changing those simple things to a sense of thank you or thanks for picking that up. I'll make that change. It makes you feel a lot more confident and it'll help you stop stopping over questioning yourself as well.
0: I mean, you suddenly feel empowered when you change that. Actually, I changed that. about a year ago, actually, thanks to someone on this podcast, because I'm a definitely a sorry person. And I just switched my email tone instead of, you know, my inbox just gets out of control. And I was like, I'm so sorry, you have to wait for, you know, a couple of weeks. And I was just so, so sorry all the time for not replying on email. But now I'm like, thank you for your patience. Thank you for waiting. Thank you for chasing me. And it just makes me feel more empowered. Absolutely, and it's the tiniest little
1: change, but it does. It makes you feel so much more confident and so much more less like you're always in the wrong. And I think that can create a real sense of always feeling like you're not doing enough or not good enough. And we'll make the comment as well that. Be really clear when apologizing is appropriate. And in the work sense, like take ownership of your mistakes as well. So, that if there is a scenario where you have done something wrong or you have made a mistake, take ownership of it, offer a genuine apology, and ask for feedback as well so you can improve for next time.
0: Yeah, feedback's a good thing because it's not something that we were really taught to ask for when we were growing up. And, you know, sometimes you have to, you know, be strong and, and leave your ego aside when taking feedback, but it can be so useful when you actually get it. Exactly. And that's the best way
1: to learn as well. Like I'm a big advocate for making mistakes and failing, and that's the best way that you can learn and learn new things.
0: What's a big mistake you've made in your career that you've overcome? Oh, Sorry, I put you on the spot there. I was like, oh, you know, I like the way that you're, you you know, I I find your answers really useful. I'm like, oh, how are you, how do you deal with these mistakes then yourself? Yeah. And I think now, especially being a business
1: owner, I think the rate of failure and the rate of mistakes are pretty much daily. (laughs) I'm always constantly... Like if I send an email out and it doesn't have the correct name to someone or um, a critical failure, something's happened with our website or our back end. or like I'm always making mistakes. I'm always failing. I could probably list probably 10 things that have happened in the last two hours this morning. <laughs> um, I think for me, yeah, I think I've just learned to embrace it so much now that I try not to dwell on different mistakes. And yeah, the best example I can think of right now is we sent out an email blast to 30,000 people and- it all had the same name to this. Like to, it had one person's name oh. sent to 30, 30 people. So it was just so embarrassing. I was mortified. Oh um, yes. And I, <laughs> I think cannot, just if anyone yeah. responded, it's just taking ownership of that and saying, sorry, I don't know how to use my email software correctly. And just yeah. taking ownership of that and moving on with it. I think I used to have a really big issue with dwelling on my mistakes and kind of putting myself down and saying, oh, you suck. Like it's all your fault. you didn't do this properly, but I think now it's, yeah, I've learned to more embrace it and say, okay, well, for next time, I know that I need to double check that. So, what is the learning I can take out of that mistake to keep propelling me forward? And
0: I think owning up to it. I mean, the other thing that you just made a point there that I think is a great one is, is owning up and taking ownership and saying, yep, I did this. Mistakes happen. It's human. Let's learn from it. That won't happen again. You won't email everyone the same email with the same name and move on. Exactly. Now, just before we go, one message that comes through in your book is empowering women to advocate for themselves. How do we go about doing this? How can we get better at this?
1: Oh, is this in a work sense or in a
0: general sense? Well, let's let's talk about a work sense because, you know, we're, we're in that kind of mode.
1: Yeah, I think first and foremost, having regular and really open discussions with your manager and your boss about your goals and about your ambitions and about your career path. I know it sounds so simple, but the amount of people that don't do that, and it can be quite easy because on the day-to-day, you're just focusing on your projects and the tasks that you have to do, but schedule time once every month or once every couple of months to sit down with your manager or boss and say, I really want to focus on this. I really want to progress in this area and laying it out on the table and figuring out a plan to help you get there is a great way to advocate for yourself. And I always say you have to be your biggest advocate. No one else is going to advocate for you. Everyone is inherently selfish in that way. So, you really have to Um, put yourself forward for things. And on that note, putting yourself forward for new challenges and new opportunities is so, so crucial. So, it can be really scary to kind of do something out of your comfort zone or do something new, but that's the best way to push yourself and to really, yeah, go to that next level and advocate for yourself. So, really putting yourself forward for new challenges and opportunities. And as well as that, something a bit more practical is start tracking your accomplishments. So, every time someone sends you a really positive email or you complete a really amazing project at work or you've achieved a big goal or a big KPI for your team, write that down either in a folder on your laptop, in a spreadsheet, in a Word document and collate all that information. So, if you're having a bad day or you're going for a promotion, you can always go back to that accomplishments tracker and say, wow, look at all these amazing things that I've done.
0: Yeah, great tip. Tia, thank you for coming on Healthyish. Thank you so much for having me. A little bit of proactiveness goes a long way, not just in the workplace, but around the home as well and with friends. Anyway, if you do want Tia's new book, it is called Smart Moves, Simple Ways to Take Control of Your Life. She's, of course, up on Extra Healthy-ish. Jump online, bodyandsoul.com.au if you want more info. You can join the conversation on Instagram, Facebook or TikTok. You can also rate, review and subscribe to this podcast or share this app with a friend. And until tomorrow, stay healthy-ish.